podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trample Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, January 13th, 2024. I am your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. How you doing, G-Man? I am fab, Andy. How are you? Fab. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm all right. Nothing disastrous has happened, but nothing that good's happened either. So, you know, we're in the middle of the road. I don't, I can't I, resp- I don't I don't have anything to add to that really to be honest you kind of finished your own sentence like, not not much you can not much you can add to it fine's fine fine's fine 5 out yeah. of 10 you know that's that's okay like you know be a constant 5 out of 10 um and joining myself and Gordo this week Mr Dave Greenfield how are you doing Dave Yeah not bad thanks guys you Excellent what's not bad mean Dave is that a standard <laughs> 5 out of 10 is that yeah. better than 5 <laughs> It's technically a three out of four, mate. If we're doing ratings here, <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> we'll get we'll get to that based on the results from last week, which we which we shall run through now. It was the same uh, cohort, three of us on last week's show, uh, so we'll have a run through the results, starting with the banker picks. Um, I'd back Falkirk top of the top of League One in Scotland. Falkirk to beat Queen of the South, at odds of three to ten as my banker, and they duly obliged with a one 0 win. So. Job done, I guess. Banker in. Take that. Uh, my banker actually was, I think, the last of the, the ones to run. This was Galatasaray versus Konyaspor. 3-0 win for Galatasaray. First goal didn't come at the 63rd minute, though, which took a bit, took a bit of time. But um, when you looked at the stats in the first half, I wasn't, I had no real sweat. I was like, they are. They're at the door. <laughs> so <laughs> they just need to find it. So banker in. Um, it ended up kicking off at 2-7. So same as I tipped it at. Which left us with Dave. Dave, how was your banker? Yeah, my banker also came in. It was uh, Tamworth against Buxton. A lot Tamworth. Tamworth ended up winning the game 2-0. Uh, they got frustrated for most part of the game. I was getting a bit worried. But uh, it took them to the 82nd minute to take the lead. And then Carl uh, Finn scored in stoppage time to get his ninth of the season. Uh, sorry, his 11th of the season. Uh, Actually, a win that took him top because uh, Scunthorpe could only manage a draw. So, the top of the latter league now. And the, the bad thing is about obviously that being that far down low in the leagues is Flash score don't have any stats. <laughs> so, you can't tell no. whether they're on top. No idea. <laughs> You've no idea what their XG is or anything. You're just going to wait for something to happen. <laughs> yep. Know all about that. Uh, being in the Scottish Championship with the club I support and. <laughs> Gambling in some of the even lower leagues in Scotland. No idea what goes on in some of these games. I troll um, X or Twitter for some sort of fan going off the rails yeah. <laughs> to, may, to maybe get some semblance of what's going on in the game. But uh, no, great result, Dave. And the odds of 8 to 13, that was a, a pretty high price banker. I meant the banker treble came in at odds of 1.7 to 1. So that was that was quite tasty, quite a quite a good result. Um, if the bankers come in for me, I'm always fine. That always wipes my face with like the rest of the bets for the weekend. So it doesn't matter what happens to the rest of them, which is good in my case, because it didn't get any better for me. Um, my value pick lost. I was really backing against Queen's Park. They'd been on a run of 15 games without winning a match and just are generally dreadful. They beat Dunfermline. 
Um, so cheers to Fermland for that. Uh, the away win was five to four. They get beat two one, and it was a game that was live on uh, Friday night on BBC Scotland. So I watched it, and it was dire. So not a good results report. Not a good experience watching that for you know a couple of hours on a Friday evening. Definitely had better Friday nights. Well, I had a smashing wee Saturday morning, me and the boys from Rizespor. Uh, so my value pick was Rizespor versus Hatchespor. Uh, the early kickoff in Turkey at half past 10. Um, so yeah, Rizespor scored in the 19th minute. Then they had a goal chopped off in the 52nd and put it out of sight on the 82nd minute. Uh, they came in at 4-5 for me. So they ended up kicking off at 4-5. Four, four they were around 11 when, they, when I tipped them. But yeah, good, good win for them to... to get them out of that relegation zone. They then tonight get absolutely pumped by Besiktas. Uh, oh, really? I backed them. So, uh, yes, be glad you were not on them at that point. Um, so, yeah, value in for me. Dave? Yeah, my value came in as well. This is a Solio Moors against Woking. And Solio won this game pretty comfortably, 3-0. Uh, took the lead right at the end of the first half and then doubled it pretty much the start of the second half and finish it off after 75 minutes with a good 3 now. I did learn a very good fact. Do you remember um, Stephen Ward? Used to play left-back for Wolves, Burnley, yeah. Irish International. Yeah. Apparently, Solly Moore's is director of football. Oh, oh yeah? Nice. <laughs> there you go. See, we're not just a gambling podcast. Yeah. You learn a whole load of stuff from, from listening, especially when Dave's on. You learn a lot when Dave's on. I let Joey too. In fairness, when when Dave's on, when he was when you when you last week, I was like, I'm gonna have to look up where Solihull is, like <laughs> for for all of this stuff. So, so if you know if if, if Joey's on the show, for instance, you learn stuff in other countries, right? And you might learn, oh, that's a team from X country. Whereas when Dave's on, the best way to describe the location of teams is motorway exits. <laughs> you know, you learn a team. Oh, ah, that's Junction Six, just off the M5. All right, okay, right. <laughs> Smashing. That's some away day for the boys. But, no, great results, lads. I did. I did. I let us down there, um, which was unfortunate. But uh, well done with Reza Spore and Solly Hull Moors. Uh, both better than even money when they were tipped up as well. So tremendous. On to the outsiders now. I, I am. I feel hard done by in my outsider. I took Wolves away to Brentford, and this was the first game because it was Friday night at quarter past seven, being a cup tie, and. Uh, Within nine minutes, they'd had a man sent off. Just brutal. Like, what a start to the weekend. Uh, they went a goal down. They equalised and then ended up drawing the game one each, which, to be honest, playing basically the full 90 with 10, with 10 men is an excellent result, but it wasn't the win I needed for a 2-1 to one outsider win. So, no outsider for me, courtesy of a, a lovely red card. I don't even think it was a red. No, neither do I. I just think he, he, he catches him on the ankle, but... For the first kind of challenges made, that that's not a red card. Can you imagine if that was a red card? Like, see, when I was a kid and watching football in the nineties, <laughs> someone someone gets sent off for that. Outrage. Yeah. Well, you were unlucky in the outsiders. I had ended up with a game that ended. I was looking for a draw and uh, lost out by a goal. But I will give you that. How I you don't want to generally start your outsider draw prediction is by the away team going up 3-0 within 50 minutes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this was uh, Frozenone uh, playing, uh, Monza, sorry, playing away at Frozenone. Uh, yeah, they were up 3-0 at 56 minutes. 
Uh, and I looked completely out of sight, but Frozen only got back into it um, with two goals. And they had 14 minutes at the end where it was 2-3. And yet... With That's not a bad goal. That's not a bad not, spot. Yeah, Especially when I, they're the team that have come back and scored two. And scored two. On this bit. Yeah. They were. And they were, you know, they were decent. Like, they both had pretty similar XGs. Frozen only obviously had more of the ball because Monza, as soon as they got their goal, were just like, well, we're 3-0 up. You just kick it about for a bit. You just have fun with that. Um, so yeah, we were one goal away there, but um, a good result for for Monza in there. And there was a whole bunch of like red, uh, yellow cards and stuff at the end. And um, some of the like a Monza player gets sent off from the bench. And the highlights are pretty entertaining. Very Italian in, in the in the football match uh, with both of them just looking like a fight was about to kick out at any point. But no outsider for me in there. And yeah. No win in that spot. So, Dave, how did your outsider go? Yeah, my outsider's all right. It was Cheltenham against Portsmouth. And, uh, I like Cheltenham. And uh, they duly gave us a 2-1 win. They actually scored all the goals in this game because uh, Portsmouth was no goal, uh, which put them one up. But uh, Liam Serkin, the midfielder, scored twice in three minutes to put Cheltenham ahead. And uh, they managed to see the game out. With a fantastic XG of 0.57 oh, <laughs> for a winning game. Uh, but, you know, they only had two shots on target as well, two goals. So I can't mind about that. And uh, only put some, yeah, only put some three points away from uh, safety now as well, Cheltenham. So looking like they're on the up. You couldn't have been more correct there, Dave, because I was going to take Portsmouth as my value shout. And I'm so glad that you'd picked Cheltenham before me in there. Uh, so yeah, well done. I bow down to your knowledge of the uh, of the of the lower leagues. Class pick, Dave. On yeah, great pick, Dave. Um, and on to the charity uh, picks then, where we combine a shout from each of us as a treble ten pound of our own money on it, and all the proceeds should be win, um, including the stakes. So all the returns go to a charity. Um, the changes depending on which one of us has placed the bet. Uh, Dave, it's just a shame you didn't pick East Fife as your outsider. Because <laughs> uh, that that would have meant I couldn't have picked Dumbarton at home in my cha- in my charity slot at five to six. Um, Dumbarton third in the league, playing pretty well uh, against the seventh placed East Fife team. Lost two one at home, despite the fact they'd won the last time three times. The sides had met all that good stuff. They went a goal down, equalised in six six minutes, and I thought, right, now's the time that they go on and win this. Nope, now's the time that five minutes later they could see another goal and lose two one. Um, our producer, of course, Gary Black, big Dumbarton fan, uh, did say in the Facebook group that he did not fancy Dumbarton, but he says that all the time because he's just a pessimist. <laughs> say about every any time Dumbarton's mentioned, but he was right on this occasion. So, charity bet let down by me, one of four week for me, uh, not good at all, but balanced out by Dave. Uh, thank you very much, Dave. Um, keeping keeping the show overall in the win column. Yeah, I mean, Andy's kind of giving away how a match charity bet got on then. Uh, so this was Sassuolo versus Fiorentina, and I like Fiorentina away from home. Mental game of football. Uh, three Vardoff goals and a missed penalty. Uh, so Sassuolo won this game 1-0. So, so this, is, this is the timeline of the game. Sassuolo got 1-0 nine minutes. Uh, they then get a goal chopped off in the 19th minute. They get another goal chopped off in the 48th minute. Um, then Fiorentina miss a penalty then score, but have it chopped off. (laughs) 
and then the game ends 1-0 uh, to, to Sassuolo. So Fiorentina did not get the win in here and three varred off goals. Oh, that's that, just bad that, that boy's come back for Christmas and he's like in the VAR room and he's like, nobody's getting fucking anything. He's getting mad. <laughs> if he could have chalked off that first goal, he would have. I'm confident. Um, but yeah, no no win for Fiorentina in there. Um, and hopefully they don't feature on the podcast this week because uh, they, they, they played quite poorly. Dave, what are you on? You, you, you have literally, right, you have literally just talked about how unlucky they were with their free var goals off and then their pen. And then you've ended it with that little sentence because you know fine well I've picked them this week. You, you, don't, you know, because we sh- share the picks. We, we share them. You know fine well. So you just you just added that in at the end, apropos of nothing, really, because it doesn't fit with what you've said you know, five seconds before. It does. Sassuolo were the people who the chopped off goals. Fiorentina had one chopped off goal. Sassuolo one chopped off goal? Who missed the penalty? Yeah, uh, Bonaventura. Right. So, and, but Sassuolo had three, had, had two goals removed from them in the first half. So, probably rightly I so. I have. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was, I was, I was on team there, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about I'll let Dave do his pick, but there is some stuff that we yeah, bring up about yeah. this week. So, Dave, how did your charity go? Yeah, sadly, I couldn't get a charity winner either. Uh, South Shields against Warrington, and I like Warrington. Uh, this game finishes a 1 1 draw. Now, Warrington did take the lead for uh, Sean Williams' penalty on the 29th minute. Looked like they were going to hold out, but. Um, South Shells got the equaliser on the 75th minute and uh, nothing really much happened after that. Apart from a random flash scored notice that came up that said South Shields had scored in the 92nd minute only to it to then disappear because they hadn't actually scored. <laughs> it did actually yeah, that, that's one. not VAR. Was it one, was it one of these button, ones? It? it could be one of these ones that's close though. I've been sitting at a game, you know, watching Dundee United and got a goal alert for them for, you know, a shot yeah. that's Post and not gone in, and clearly the guy that's responsible for clicking goal alerts is is being a bit too hasty. What do you think they've got? Do you actually think they've got someone watching every single game, or they're just like scaring through Twitter, like trying to? Because I, I, when I'm at Rushall and there's a goal, it's very quick. Yeah, on Blackboard to come up. Someone so, must. Someone must. Did you think they reach out to? A season ticket holder or to, something. They reach out to fan groups for all of the yeah. for a lot of the games because oh. uh, there used to be quite a lot of guys who did it for um, football manager and the betting company. So what they would do was they'd re- so at Queens Park, it would be they contact a fan group and one guy would rate all the Queens Park players and also provide updates to like it's one central betting company as opposed to like like maybe three six five have got their own because that's why sometimes ahead. That's why like, sometimes you get the same wrong update across yeah. multiple sources like sofa score, live score, flash score. Even though they're different, you'll get the same incorrect bit of information across all three. Because it used to be the thing with live tennis. There was a BBC documentary about the live tennis, which was like you could make a lot of money by just going to a game and live yeah, getting on the uh, result yeah. of the next point. Because the, the guy the has to press the button yet, but you have. Yeah. Do you know hmm. what I mean? So it was. Ah, a, was a they must have some lag in there. Yeah. Well, now they do. It's like it's like um, poker streamers. They've got four four minute delay. Ah, in case someone's yeah. like, oh, I'll just watch that hand. Yeah. yeah yes. totally. Oh well. Uh, a, a good yeah. week. A good week overall. Uh, mainly due to Dave 
uh, and a bit of yourself, Gordon. I just got the banker in. So at least the banker treble came in. Um, shame about the shame about my value pick, or else it would have been a really good week. And I'll be on charity duty this week, um, seeing as them's the rules, and I didn't get mine in on a week that Gordon backed it. Interesting. Right, guys, we're about to head to the ad break. But for those of you watching on Patreon, we'll have a quick midsection. Um, www.trampledbet.com, £6 a month. You can give something back to the show uh, as becoming a member of the Trampled Bet Club on Patreon. You get a wee middle section. You get to see us um, record this as a video podcast. And you also get it as soon as it's released. And the extra good bit is you get the cheat sheet. So all the picks written down each week. So you don't need to remember which ones of the 12 picks that we will do in the second half that you particularly like for your weekend's betting, you could just look at the sheet. So tramplebet.com uh, and you'll find all the links there. We shall see you after this short break. Welcome back and now on to this week's picks for the weekend of Saturday, January 13th, 2024. Same as always, banker picks, value picks, outsider picks, then our shout for the charity treble for the week ahead. So to kick us off and a slight callback to the first section of the show, my banker is Fiorentina, Gordon. At home, Fiorentina against Udinese um, in the Serie A, Italy Serie A, Sunday at 5pm UK time. So Fiorentina, 33 points from 19 matches, up in fourth place in the league, placed 16th placed Udinese, 17 points from their 19 matches. So pretty much half as many points. Um, Fiorentina have taken 10 points from the last five league games. Udinese, again, half of that, five points in the form table. Fiorentina, pretty solid at home. They've taken 19 points from nine home games this season, scoring 15 times and conceding eight. And they've won their last six home games in a row, although that does include a cup win against Parma on penalties um, after drawing in 90 minutes. Udinese, they've got eight points from nine away games, scoring only six times and conceding 14. The team's met twice in 2023. Fiorentina won both matches by a 2-0 scoreline. Now, Gordo, please tell me about why you don't like this. I just don't like it because Udinese did me two weeks ago and Fiorentina did me last week. So it's just two teams that I'm not that hot on currently. <laughs> um, I know it's just it, Fiorentina have been fab at home. Um, Udinese just turned over uh, Bologna two weeks ago mm, and they've yeah. drawn a lot when of games you were on the other side when yeah. I was on Bologna uh, and they beat them 3-0 it wasn't even close um, mm. so it's I know exactly why you're backing them and had I'd not backed them I'd just be going yeah it sounds really good team towards the top of the table playing relegation fodder I think it's good but I've just been uh, hurt by uh, both sides of this uh, <laughs> banker pick is it because uh, Udinese you've got big man Kane and Divey at the top He's been injured for most of the season and uh, came back last week, I think. Obviously, ex-Villa ex man. There's a, it's just right, there's Dave, a you with the, the insight there, will he be able to turn over Fiorentina? No, he's awful. There we go, then. <laughs> it's safe. Safe as houses. <laughs> and big odds at three to five. 
So quite 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 a big price for a biker pick. Gordo, what what have you got there? Uh, I'm on Udinese. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, uh, I am. Uh, my banker pick is uh, slightly more reserved than that this week. So I'm just going back here out of my notes because I was deep into which AFCON players were uh, <laughs> playing for uh, Fiorentina this week. Um, but yeah, so I'll take you to Portugal. This uh, is Sporting Lisbon away at Chaves. And I fancy Sporting Lisbon here at 2-7. to seven. Um, Pretty much the most clear-cut banker you're going to have here. Sporting Lisbon are top of the league and Chaves are bottom. Uh, mm. <laughs> Sport and Lisbon have taken 40 points from their 16 games with Benfica hot in their tail taking 39 from their six, uh, from their 16 uh, Chavez are bottom of the league taking 11 points from 16 games um, Sporting have been really really good they've won their last two away games uh, 2-1 and 2-1 I'd backed them against Portimonense and the, um, or Portimonense I actually looked up how to pronounce it because I was certain oh. that I was doing it wrong so Portimonense at that point um, but yeah, so they've won the last two. They'll be a kind of wobble before that, but I covered that actually when I was talking about the previous picks. They were playing in Europe at that point. They played Atalanta midweek and then they lost 3-1 to Guimarães in there. So um, yeah, Chavez have been bad. Uh, they, they've they lost the last three games to Sporting away from home as well. 2-3, 1-3 and 1-2 uh, all to, to Sporting in there. Um, Chavez's home record they lost to Casapia last week. They lost to Benfica in there. They have beat Vizlea and Gil Vicente there, but Sporting Lisbon are top of the league. Benfica are right behind them. I expect them to give them a fix similar to result that FIFA, uh, that Benfica gave them with a 2-0 loss. So, uh, yeah, Sporting Lisbon away, 2-7. to seven. To me, easy money. Dave, who you got? Uh, oh, you no. got? It's a fucking great game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm moving to Germany. Um, he is. I'm, uh, I'm in the Bundesliga Saturday half two. It's uh, I remember against, now <laughs> against Leverkusen, and uh, you can get Leverkusen here at the surprising price of one to two. Um, so Leverkusen are first. They've taken 42 points. They scored 46 goals. They've only conceded 12 all season. Uh, Augsburg not doing too badly. They're only 11th. Uh, they've only taken 18 points. Uh, they've only scored 24 goals and they've conceded 31. Um, Leverkusen have taken 11 points from their last five and they've only conceded two goals in their last five, whereas Augsburg have only taken five from five. They've conceded eight goals. Um, Leverkusen also have the second best away record in the league. They've got 17 points from seven away games. And this was mental. I had to look at this a couple of times before I believed it. Leverkusen are actually unbeaten in all competitions and friendlies in the last 29 games. That's a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, so it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, obviously managed by uh, Xabi Alonso, uh, ex-Liverpool man, of course, a Spanish man. Uh, they've got Boniface up front, who's he's got 10 goals and 7 assists in 16 games. They've also got Patrick Schick, who's... Uh, Come back yeah. from injury, playing. He's, he's got a few goals as well. Um, they're actually averaging two point nine goals a game, Leverkusen, uh, for the German, for the Bundesliga, and uh, they've kept Clement. Uh, they've kept seven clean sheets as well. So, I think one to two is a look 
I'm surprised. I thought it, you know, you'd be looking at one to forge or yeah, to the top of the league, but yeah. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's a big price and I like it. And it's, there's a lot of big prices in there. So the three banker picks home win for Fiorentina against Udinese and away win for Sporting at Chavez and away win for Bayer Leverkusen at Augsburg. The treble comes in at better than two to one, 2.08 to one. So that's, I only, I just had what, one thing to note about Dave's pick that Boniface uh-huh. looks he was meant to be he got injured in the uh Nigeria training camp. Um at he was maybe that was one of the players who was out for them. Yeah, he got injured injured at the training camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he's now back uh, in Leverkusen. So I don't know how many weeks he'll be out for, or if he'll be like if if it's like a precautionary thing where he'll maybe be available off the bench for them or something like that. But um yeah, he get, he get actually got injured right before the under twenty I think World Cup for Nigeria and injured right before it as well, like five days before each time. So, um, oh. but yeah, they've got enough to put past Augsburg and twenty nine games is quite a lot. So, <laughs> I still expect them to do pretty well. Yeah, that's a that is a very good run. Hopefully, they make it thirty. On to the value picks. Then um, these are a wee bit bigger in price. My value is actually pretty. Uh, Pretty large. We're recording this podcast on Tuesday night, right? And my banker and my value pick are actually playing each other right now, and they're drawing. So that's that's probably quite good. Um, you know, they could they can draw tonight and then both win at the weekend. So, uh, my value pick is Bologna away at Cagliari Sunday, two p.m. in Italy, Serie A. Seventeenth placed Cagliari, fifteen points from nineteen games. Bologna way above them up in fifth spot, 32 points from their 19 games. Very similar to my banker pick, actually, uh, in terms of the difference between the two teams. Bologna, 10 points in the last five league games. Cagliari, they've managed only half of that. Five points in the form table from their last five matches. Cagliari, they're also winless in their last five matches in all competitions. Um, And Bologna have only lost once in their last eight competitive fixtures. Bologna won the last two times the side met, but uh, they were home games. So they they won um, the last two times the sides played last year, but both home games for Bologna. So this is an away game, slightly slightly different. The obvious concern here is the draw, because Bologna do draw a lot of games away from home. However, Cagliari are bad and right down the bottom of the table. In the mismatch in current form, I'm happy to side with Bologna because the price is big. It's 31-20. It's better than 6-4. So... I think there's quite a lot of value in that um, with the price being nearer two to one than it is evens. I actually like that pick. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought uh, you might have, I thought you might have edged towards the draw there, G man. No, not, not really. Like, it, I mean, Bologna try and go out and win. They're not that could, I mean, they draw a lot of games, but they draw a lot of the games like from behind. Uh-huh. Like, as opposed to like, you know, seeing out nil nils, but yeah. Well, that might have seemed a big value pick, but uh, I, I will take you to La Liga 2, um, where we have a kind of towards the top of the table clash. This is Ferrol, who are in second on 37 points from 21 games, play Espanyol on 34 points after 21 games. Uh, Espanyol are in fifth. I really fancy a home Ferrol win here at 17 Ooh, to 10. That is now, big. This, this doesn't make outsider because I think it's a value pick like yeah. it, it, to, to describe it as that I don't I don't think they should be like um, Espanyol are, are 
thirteen to eight here. So the you know there's there's not much between the prices, but yeah, Ferrell have been just great at home. Um, over the like kind of last ten games, they lost to Sevilla uh, in a, a Cop- the Copa del Rey semi-finals, and that only came on the back of getting a man sent off. They were actually up one. Uh, they were they, they were down one nil, brought it back to one each, and got a man sent off in the seventy fifth minute and. Sevilla did what Sevilla do and just like shipped on all the guys that have been scoring all the goals for them all season <laughs> towards the end of the game and, and they, it was the 87th minute that they conceded so it was disappointing for them in there but yeah for all have been great um, they beat Tenerife uh, just before the winter break they beat Albacete in there uh, they beat Andorra they've had draws with Burgos Eldense and Cartagena um, Espanyol's away record hasn't been fab They've drawn two, lost two, and won one. The one that they, the one was the Copa del Rey round of sixty-four, where they beat Mensa Hero, who ah, are, right, okay, yeah, not they, comparable opposition, not not really, no, um, yeah, they they have a lot of players that when you click on them, have only appeared no in the profile Copa del picture, Rey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, they, they won that. At, they they scored two goals in two minutes in the first half and just seen that game out, but. Yeah, I just don't think that they've lost. They lost to Gijon. They lost to Villarreal. They lost to Tenerife in there. They're not on a particularly good away run at the moment. If you look at their away form, they're ninth in a league of twenty-two teams, uh, and Ferrol's home form sees them in seventh. So I, I don't think you should be giving the home team seventeen to eleven here, further up the league, winning more games at home, that kind of price. Yeah. So it's value for me, 17-11. Fair all at home to Espanyol. Dave, are you returning to more natural climbs for yourself with your with your value yeah. pick? Yeah, we are. Just gonna do you think the price on that's factored because maybe not obviously people have heard of Espanyol and Farrell are just a made up team. Yes. <laughs> yeah. De- definitely. That is de- would- that definitely happens. Oh, it does. And I mean I mean Ferrell have been Ferrell were in the regional leagues up until two years ago um, and have kind of worked their way up here. Um, they were in what, the La Liga three bracket queue. You know, the, as, soon as, as soon as you're out of the second Spanish division, mm-hmm. you go into, into the ether where you play like seven games a season against... Um, who was the team who got relegated out of the first division then out of the second? They won a European Cup. Uh, they got to a cup final as well. Malaga. Uh, mm. or not um can who are they called? Anyway, it'll come back to me. They were in the regional leagues until recently, so I think that's probably some reasoning with it, but I'm happy to take them. They're they're second in the league okay. here. Yeah. Yeah, no, you'll be happy to know I'm uh I'm I'm back in England and I'm back in the league too. And it's, okay, uh, man. There we go. <laughs> it's Crawley against Salford, and uh, I'm gonna take Crawley at ten to eleven. Uh so Crawley at ninth. I've got 39 from 26 games. Salford are down in 21st. I took uh, 24 from 26. Um, Crawley 7th in the form time, but I've got 9 from their last 5, uh, scoring 10 goals. Salford down in 24th, bottom of the form time, but they've only taken 1 from their last 5. They've only scored 4 goals in them 5 games where they've conceded 15. Um, Crawley Pretty decent at home as well. Got the eighth best uh, home form in the league. Uh, they beat Bradford away last week, 4-2. Uh, scoring a couple of goals in stoppage time. So 
They're a team that don't don't give up and don't rest on it. Um, Salford haven't won in 12 games in all competitions. Uh, I've got a stat for you here. The, the, the Crawley keeper, Corey Adoy, he's ranked first for saves per match for uh, in, in the league. So he's, he's averaging 4.2 saves. Now, that always says to me he's a fantastic keeper or Crawley give up a hell of a lot of chances. And he has to play the Hard balls. Defence. Hard balls. Yeah. Next to ball. But it, it, it makes you feel good that we're back in Crawley and he's saving a lot of <laughs> goals. So, uh, yeah, just Salford haven't, haven't been great. I expected a bit more from them, as I imagine most people do with the, the back end they've got behind them, which I think seems to be dwindling a bit, I think. They kind of thought they were going to get into that league and and walk that league and be up. But it just hasn't turned out that way for Salford. They just haven't been able to get a league two. And uh, to be fair, that they're, they're flirting with relegation here, and I think Crawley are going to pile on a bit more misery for them. Good man, fantastic, uh, and decent odds there as well. Just just shy of even money at ten to eleven. So to recap the value picks then in Italy, Bologna to win away at Cagliari. Spain, racing for all to beat Espanyol. And uh, just off the M23, Crawley Town to beat Salford City. Uh, you combine those three and you, you get really good odds on the on the value treble this week of 12.14 to 1. So way higher than 10 to 1 for, for the treble. Okay, on to the outsiders then. And this is where we look to find something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog, but we think has a really good chance of coming in. So for me, Saturday at 3pm in the Scottish Championship for Dunfermline Athletic versus Airdrieonians, and I'm going to be taking an away win here for Airdrie at 11-5, so way better than 2-1. to um, Dunfermline are sixth placed in the table, 23 points from 19 games. Airdrie a couple of places above them, up in fourth spot with 27 points from 20 matches. And Airdrie are in really good form at the moment. They've picked up 10 points from their last five league matches. Dunfermline are rock bottom of the league's five-game form table. They've only taken two points from their last five games. So they went a lot higher and doing a lot better. And they, they've really, they're really slumping now. As was evidenced by the fact they get beat 2-1 by Queen's Park last week. An absolutely horrendous performance. And it broke a winless run of 15 games for Queen's Park. So, really bad. Dunfermline not playing well. Now, Airdrie don't travel very well. That's probably why you're getting them. It's such a big price. Most of their points do come at home. But I'd be backing anyone in the league against Dunfermline right now if you're offering me better than 2-1 to one as a price tag. So, Airdrie only ends by outsider for this week. Fab, uh, I stay in the Spanish League too. And the team I was referring to was uh, Deportivo La Coruña was the team that I was uh, thinking about who won a La Liga and a, a Super Cup mm-hmm. uh, and then just fucking disappeared. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll be, I'm in Spanish League too uh, for, for my outsider, which is very unsurprisingly a draw in this league as uh, these happen quite a lot. This is Alcorcon versus Mirandes. Um, I'll be taking the draw in this game. Both teams have been drawing a lot of games, unsurprisingly, uh, with Alcacon drawing three out of their last five games and and Mirandes away have drawn four out of their last five games. Um, I've just 
I, I obviously pull up the live odds so that I can get odds on the treble and things like that. So I just use the search function in Bet365 and typed in Alcor. And the first thing that comes up is they are at 2,500 to 1 to win the Segunda this year. <laughs> yes, they are not in great shakes, I would say, for this. And you, you, uh, you're, you're not going to win this league by drawing nil-nil uh, a lot. Every week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, both teams are like, I mean, Miranda's on 13th, they've taken 28 points from 21 games. Alcacon are on 20th, taking 20 points from 21 games. So eight points separates them here. This league's a bit mental this year, again, in that Leganish are winning. So Leganish are in first, 39 mm-hmm. points, 21 games. Uh, Elche are in 12th with 30 points. Three wins gets you, gets you potentially if you're in twelfth just now into the like towards the top of the table. So it's really tight there. Um, eight points separate Alcacon and Mirandish. They're just they draw fucking hundreds of games here. That's it. Uh, and the bookies know that. Like they're twenty one to ten at Bet three six five to draw this game. They're fifteen to eight at Ladbrokes draw. A draw under two to one. Is like, yeah, it's 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 not it's not going to be a good game. I'd be happy with no notifications until the end, and that's kind of what I expect out of it. So I'll be taking Alcorcon and Mirandes to play out a meaningless draw. Uh, and Dave, what will you be on this weekend? That's exciting for the weekend. That's what every oh, that's what every football punter wants, isn't it? <laughs> they do for the weekend. Could be something boring, and hopefully nothing happens. <laughs> Great. If- yeah, yeah, two to one, brilliant. Yeah, take it. What are you expect it to be the same? But I'm not 100 percent sure it would. But have a look at the odds for under 0.5 goals. Hold on, over under, right? Under 0.5 goals is 13 to two. So right. you've got 13 to two, and if you did the correct score, I'm assuming they'll give you 13 to two as well. Or if there's any disparity here, not always actually. Yeah, yeah 13, 13, no, 13 to two. 13 to yeah. 2 for a nil. Oh, you can get it at 7 to, you can get um you can get it at 7 to 1 at Betfred. Sometimes sometimes the way to do that though yeah. is to back no first goal scorer. Yeah. Uh, if if they don't offer uh, an own goal as an option. Yeah, both teams are scoring now, maybe. Yeah, the there's different ways to do it. Like but, but sometimes you know when an own goal used to not count or they didn't offer a marker yeah. being an own goal if someone won one nil and it was an OG, your first goal scorer, like no, would would come in even though there was a goal in the game because no oh, one really? was credited with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to give you an idea of what the bookies think, the first half of this game would be like both teams to score no is one to eight. Banker, what goal happening in there? Um, but yeah, sorry, Dave. What, what's your outsider this week? No, no. Also. You genuinely could come on one week and just make up two teams from the Spanish second division. I'd believe anything you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah just sl- slur the end of the words and you'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna take you to the home of Lady Godiva, and it's uh, Coventry against Leicester in the Championship. And this is uh, early kickoff, clocks and morning because this is an half twelve kickoff. Uh, but I'm gonna take Coventry at fourteen to five. Um, did I say they were playing Leicester? I don't know if I said that. It's Coventry versus No, Leicester. no, as you did say they're playing Leicester. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but covering eight, uh, they've got 37 
from that 26 games. Leicester are in first. They took uh, 65 points from that 26 games. Coventry third in the form table, 11 from five, scoring 11, only conceded four. Leicester are second in the form table. They've taken 13 from their five games. Again, they've scored the, they've scored 13 and they've only conceded four. But this is more about of, uh, on Coventry and how they've been playing. Um, they've only lost once in the last 12 in all comps. Cov, uh, they've looked really good. Smash six packs to Oxford in the FA Cup at the weekend. Uh, had you right, uh, one of Joey's boys, to be fair, he had a tough time at the start, but he's uh, scoring a few now. He's, he's got eight this season. Uh, they've just got Callum O'Hare back from injury, great little playmaker. Bobby Thomas has looked brilliant at the back. Um, We've got a boy you might know as well, Andy. Uh, Sakamoto played for uh, Sio Zaka. Sarezzo, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's come, he's got five goals in his last four games. He, he's been absolutely superb for him. Uh, been running the show in midfield. There's a, a bit of talk that they might be getting that Matty Longstaff from Notts County as well. So if they manage to get him in as well, then you, you guarantee goals there. But, you know, um, they're unbeaten in seven home games as well, Coventry, and they haven't lost in eight at home. Um, look, Leicester are a great side. Are they going to get promoted? Yeah, probably. They're going to finish first or second, I would I would say. But like I say, this is more about Coventry and how they've been playing. And early kickoff, Midlands derby. Uh, I think they'll give Leicester a good game here, and I'm quite happy to take them at 14 to 5. Yeah. Great. Up at almost 3-1, to one, the biggest of the three outsiders this week. So, to recap, the outsiders, a win for Air Geonians away at Dunfermline, a draw between Alcorcon and Mirandish, and a win for Coventry at home to Leicester. Shakes out at 35.5-1. I'll take them as a wee tricksy, so I only need two out of the three to come in. So, yeah, hopeful for some good outsider results. On to the charity bet then and this is where we put £10 of our own cash it'll be my cash this week um, on a pick from each of us combine it as a treble and should we win we'll announce uh, the profits going to well the whole returns going to charity next week okay I am sticking in Scotland in League 1 Saturday at 3pm for Edinburgh City versus Falkirk now, Falkirk are absolutely flying in League One. They're currently playing just now, right? But not taking that game into account on Tuesday evening. Top of the table, 49 points from 19 matches. They scored 45 goals and conceded only 11. They are currently playing Cove Rangers, who are third. So it's first v third. They're beating them 4-0. Right? They are just smashing everyone that comes in front of them. Edinburgh City are the antithesis of this. They are the exact opposite. They are dead last in the league. They have nine points from 19 matches. Okay, they've scored 25 times, but they've conceded 54. And there was a big thing happened a couple of months ago where players weren't getting paid and a load of their first team staff had to be let go. So that is why the form is really turned. They're playing kids out there and they're just getting battered every week. 
um, because of financial difficulties off the park. So form-wise, unsurprisingly, Falkirk, maximum 15 points from the last five league games. They're going to extend that tonight. Well, they'll stay on 15 points, but another win. Um, so maximum points in the form table. Edinburgh City, the bare minimum points. They've got zero from the last five games. They're, they've lost their last, last six matches in a row by scorelines of 3-1, 2-5, 7-2, 3-1-1-3 and 3-0. So they, they just concede everywhere. And a team like Falkirk, who are beating the third place team just now 4 nothing, are going to absolutely steamroller them. Now, I did say to Gordon I might take Falkirk as my, as my banker at 1-11, to right? Because that was the price when I was looking at them two days ago. They are 1-40 to on William Hill for a, for a home, for an away win. Imagine being an away win in a league game and being one to forty. That is insane. But they're but they're one they were one to eleven on bet three six five. I know hand out a thrashing here. And so for the charity pick, there's no odds on it just now because there is a midweek game that's currently in progress. Um I'll I'll be taking them on a minus two handicap to beat Edinburgh City. And if do you know what? See if the odds are a bit crap on that, I'll make it minus three. I think they're gonna hammer them. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I did give you stick for that. And I met I, I met Andy in work today, and he was like, "I'm thinking about taking Falkirk as my banker for one to eleven." I was like, "You cannot fucking take a one to eleven bank." We went to one of them since John was here, man. I was like, <laughs> Imagine someone went on to William Hill to put it on. It was one to forty. Aye, he's well betting on throw-ins in the game, like as opposed to like, Aye, at least at least three throw-ins is probably one but to forty. City. Yeah, maybe it weren't a thirty in that. Um, so yeah I mean Edinburgh City are an absolute shambles so uh, yeah the, the the minus two I think what do you think it'll come out at one to five minus two minus two no if if, if it's one to eleven just for the win and it stays around then when I get the when I get the odds out I reckon it'll be like four to six okay um, well, not in William Hill clearly with their one to yeah. forty yeah that's kind of what <laughs> I was going to say it's, it's, it's somewhere else Maybe um, we might get we might when they when they put the price up. I think I'll be happy with it around four to six. If not, I'll take whatever handicap is around four to six. Yeah, two to three, man. That's that's a good price. So um behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am in France for my game. Uh this is uh towards the top of Liga Anne. Um and this is PSG away at Lance. I'll be taking PSG here. Um you can get them just under even money, ten to eleven. Uh, there's reasons for this though <laughs> um, Longs are really really good at home like they, they just lost their first game uh, at home in the Coupe de France and that was against Monaco uh, where they lost on penalties um, their home form they beat Reims they beat Sevilla they beat Lyon they beat Marseille they beat Nantes um, they beat Arsenal uh, they beat Toulouse in there that's you know these are the scalps from the end of 2023 here and PSG's away form uh, has been pretty good in the league. Uh, it's just not very good in the Champions League, uh, where they they drew with Dortmund, uh, they lost to AC Milan and lost to Newcastle in here. But they're going to win this league, and they're going to beat. I think they're going to beat Longs, and I think to get them uh, even money to do so is 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 pretty ridiculous in there. So contrast the two teams, like league position. PSG are first in the league, five points clear in Nice, 40 points after 17 games. Not surprising. 
Longs, despite their good home form, are in seventh with 26 points. So, that you know, they've got vastly less points than PSG in here. Mm. PSG also have Keelan Mbappe, who is the French goal scorer. Like, the statistics for French goal scorers this season. Keelan Mbappe is in first with 18 goals and two assists. In second is Ben Yedder at Monaco with eight. He's 10 goals ah, better right. than okay. anyone so else more, in this More team. than double. Easily also, more than double. He also had like a, a pretty comfortable game when they played uh, They played a fifth division team in the Coupe de France uh, last week, and it's Ravel, uh, and they beat them 9-0 away. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, uh, he got himself... He, when did he get subbed off? No, he stayed on right to the end there, uh, and he scored a hat-trick. I thought you were uh, going to say nine goals, and I was like, right, that's where all those goals came from. <laughs> he, he scored a he scored a hat he scored a hat trick after forty eight minutes. Then they brought his brother on, and he assisted his brother for a goal uh, against Ravel, who were forty to one. Really, uh, you know, the reverse <laughs> the, the the reverse Edinburgh City <laughs> in, right. in this instance. Um, but yeah, so he's back to full fitness just now. Both teams. Uh, Longs will be missing more players to AFCON than uh, PSG will. The only player that PSG will be missing is the central defender uh, who is uh, Ashraf Hakimi. Uh, sorry, right back for Hakimi. Um, Longs will be missing more players than that. Some squad players, some players that have been playing, that played about 17 games. I just think PSG almost even money away from home while they're top of the league is a pretty ridiculous price. Um, so I'll be taking them there. You're obviously early payout in this league as well, which is good. I was, I think, I think that's fair, Gordo. That's, I think that's a good price as well. I was just thinking when you were talking there, it's a shame that none of our jobs have the option to bugger off to Afcon <laughs> for six weeks in January. Just, just had Christmas. Sorry, guys, can't come in at work. Afcon's calling. Look, you you look further enough down your line, you might get a call up for someone in there. You just need to you just need to you need to find it along here. Think how many players are playing for the Scotland national team that that uh, that grew up and sound more English than any player that plays for the English national team. Scott McTominay in his interviews after it, it's just like he's always absolutely buzzing, but he does not sound like he sounds like the interviewee or as opposed to the interviewee when it comes to these things. But yeah. I mean, Did you say interviewer. That's a great word. No, he, he said no. He sounds like the interviewer as opposed to the interviewee. Also, very good use of the word antithesis in your uh, section Thank there. You. Thank you. I know what it means. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, Dave, on you go. Yeah, so I'm gonna gonna round us off in the uh, National League North. Uh, so I'm gonna go for my hometown boys. It's Russia Olympic against Spennymoor Town. And then I'm going to take Russia Olympic at 11 to 8. So, uh, obviously, Russia are 18th. They've taken 30 points from 27 games. Uh, Spennymoor in 16th. They've taken 31 from 24. Spennymoor are actually playing right now against Scarborough. I'm not sure what the score is, but... Um, I'll find that for you, Dave. I would fancy Scarborough might be beating them because Scarborough are third in the league. But um, anyway... Rushall are thirteenth in the form table. We've taken six points from five games. Uh Spennymore rock bottom. They've taken zero from their last five games. Uh Rushall have got Danny Waldron up top. He's, he's the second 
top goal scorer with 14 goals this season. There is talk of him going to uh, South End in the National League, but uh, our manager, Liam McDonald, said there's been no right offer for him yet. So unless someone stumps up a bit more money, I, I would hopefully he'll be there at the weekend to play. If he isn't, uh, we've got a lad called Adnan George that, that's been scored a few goals up front as well. He, he's looked pretty good. Um, yeah, Russell went away to Chester last week, got a good 1-0 win there. Uh, Rico Brown on loan from the Blues, scoring a good goal. Uh, we beat South Shields um, a couple of weeks ago where, you know, like I said, spending more haven't actually won in their last eight games, lost seven, uh, drew one. And they've actually only won once in their last 11 games. Um, our keeper's excellent, Jake Weaver. He, he probably should be playing at a higher level as well, to be fair. But yeah, no, I've been looking for a way to get Rushall on. And uh, I think I might have found it here with the, with the game against Spennymore. But they drew one each tonight with Scar. Drew one um, But yeah. It's not bad enough, but... I also would quite like to point out that I feel we might get to the level now with this podcast that those guys are buzzing that you've mentioned them on here. Yeah. <laughs> they collectively would like pressure yeah, though. A shout out from Dave in there. <laughs> Um, so I look forward to hearing from Mr. George next week if uh, if you do lose your striker in there about how he was it was Dave, it was all Dave's good words that, that pushed me towards uh, a sub goal. I'll I'll give him a tag on Twitter when we uh, put the podcast there. Yeah, put it up. Got a big shout out. <laughs> Fantastic. So that means the charity treble this week uh, is Falkirk with a minus two handicap away at FC Edinburgh, PSG away at Lens. And Russell at home to Spenny Moore. Now, there's no price on Bet365 available for this just now because they've not done the handicap market for Falkirk. But but William Hell have, and minus two is four to nine. Um, minus three at Hills is eleven to ten. So better than even money. So just I think two, four to nine's enough. Like for it. Well, the minus two means that the treble comes out at five point two nine to one. So that would be what that that'd be pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? That'd be sixty-two quid, sixty-three quid to charity next week. Shit. If it's not if it's not on hill though, you're probably gonna get better on three six four. I think we'll I think we will get better. I think it'll be you know, I think it'll be closer to four to six uh on bet three six five, but we'll have to wait um and put that on later on in the week. Okie doke, guys. That's it. Anything to say before we wrap up this week's edition of this fine podcast? Nothing, nothing that jumps mm. out apart from uh, some, some any more of that. Good, good any more of that cyclo, cyclocross stuff, G man. Uh, no, actually, well, I, I, I've got nothing to report. I will post a tip in the group. I did text Andy before a cyclocross race midweek, testing testing the water with a nine to four shout that that came in. Oh, cruised uh, it. Yeah, uh, cruised it. Was basically, Matthew Vanderpol to win by a minute or more, uh, and I text him, being like, "Look, I'm going to back this. Like, I'm not putting it in the group yet." It's like I don't have the confidence to to just do that, but like me, like I'll text you this once, and it did come in, and then I was like, right, I'll go on and post in the group, and Sky had completely fucked the market for the next race because they obviously got rinsed on that. Like, so they were like, I am to win by four minutes is ninety four. He won the next race by twenty seconds. It's like, nah, I think I'll oh, take really? the mate. Yeah. So um, it's very specific stuff. So that that's all I've got to say, Dave. I believe you get something to say in there. No, I was going to say there was a good. Uh, I think it was Eddie Freel who put up uh, about the Dennis. Australian Open. Uh, put a good shout up and got eighty to one each way. 
I've got to say, I've had a couple of quid on him. I don't really follow the tennis, but I'm happy to uh, follow him into that. But yeah, that's did, pretty different chat. Did you not say he made the quarters or something last yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Quarters, yeah. So, yeah, I'll probably have it. Has it started yet? I know nothing about it. No, that. no. Uh, I don't think it's started yet, no. I'll, I may have a wee go on that as well then. Why not? 80 to take, 1. Take the Australian Open off, Al, in the AFCON. Sorry, mate, I've got the Australian <laughs> Open. <laughs> See you in February. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, everyone, as always, for listening. Uh, you'll find all the stuff, the links to our Facebook group, the link to our Patreon if you'd uh, like to become a member of the Trample Bet Club. www.tramplebet.com. All, all the links, all that good stuff are there. Gordo, Dave, lovely to see you both. Thank you very much for your time this evening and hopefully we get some good results this weekend. We shall see you all next week. Happy hunting. Bye. Bye. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan and Gary Black. Part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sports-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.